0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: People were asked about musical acts that are not good, not bad, just basically boring. Okay. And uh, on the list, you've got uh, Ed Sheeran. So boring, his favorite color is clear. Somebody oh, wow. Said- <laughs> Maroon 5, they've been chasing every single trend possible since 2017. Somebody said... um, Five finger death punch. They're the nickelback of metal. <laughs> Ouch. Kiss. Their live presence was silly. I just don't get it. Somebody said Drake. He's just pretty bland. Coldplay. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> the musical equivalent of watching grass
0: grow. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, like, like, okay. And, you know, Coldplay to their, to me, to their credit. Um, I've seen them in concert at least once. Mm. And, uh, you know, when they did yellow, they had like, like hundreds of big yellow balls or balloons mm. kind of coming down, raining down from the, the rooftop. They've done things with like the, they were one of the first with those kind of, um, wristbands that light up and change okay. color. And, like trying to bring some effect to their show. Mm. Uh, that would make, you know, there's some bands that just get up there and play. Oh, stare down at the ground. Right. Yeah. That's, listen, that's why I'll defend
1: KISS. I mean, look, I loved him when I was in grade six, of course. Yeah. But... I, I, I get that, you know, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons said, we'd go see bands and they'd just stare at the floor and play. Yeah. You know, people are buying a ticket. you got to give them a show. Right. So I, I get that Coldplay does that. I just, I think for some of these people, and I'm certainly in this camp, I just find their
0: music bland. Yeah. Well, that's one, th- if it's the taste in music, mm-hmm. I, I get it, right? I'm, I'm not a fan of all the music either. Right. um and, and I could see how, you know, song after song, you go, this all kind of sounds the same, you know. All right. Fine, I'm sad. I'll admit it (laughs) now. And same goes with Ed Sheeran. But Ed Sheeran is one when he does shows, a lot of times it's solo, Mm -hmm. and he loops everything, and and he creates the show himself. Every show is unique because everything beat might be off a little bit, or he changes something every time he does a show.
1: Taylor Swift, and I'm in this camp as well, she's impressive professionally and very talented but her stuff. Her stuff is so dull,
0: right? And I, Again, that's it's if it's not your taste in music, mm. you know, seeing them live likely is not going to change that. Uh, bon Jovi, they have an uh, they have emotion and spirit,
1: but no depth. U two, their eighties output rules; just the newer stuff is boring,
0: right? The Eagles, the Bud Light of rock. <laughs> <laughs> I've often thought with U two, especially with this new Sphere stuff, yeah, that you know, bands that have too much of an ego probably couldn't do the sphere mm. because they would want everyone looking at them and not all these the stuff that's going on around them. The band is more of a soundtrack to the sphere. Kind of, yeah. right? And and for many, that might be exactly what they want. I don't mind some of the music of U2. I don't need to look at them. Mm. Uh, and And staring at these amazing visual effects is a cool way to do it.
1: Mumford & Son. someone called them Imagine Wagons.
0: <laughs> and somebody said Imagine
1: Dragons, the kind of ban major corporations hire for team bonding events. Right. Just enough to be cool, but safe enough not to upset anybody. Yeah. And finally on the list... Foo Fighters! What? For acts that are not
0: good, not bad, just boring. Wow. Somebody said, I love Dave Grohl, but
1: all their new stuff sounds the same. Yeah,
0: but, uh, okay, listen, when you ask people's opinion, you have to put up with it sometimes. Yeah, because right. everyone's got, you know, everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you have to partake in it. it, it it's, some people are looking to be offended and they can never be satisfied.
1: Yeah, well, whoever made that comment about Taylor Swift, you best go into hiding because those Swifties will get you. <laughs> if you're uh, having a baby soon or into the new year, well, uh, first congratulations, and second, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> what are you nuts? <laughs> what are you doing?
0: I mean, you seeing interest
1: rates. Um, so you got to come up with a name, and a lot of times those battles begin. Do we name it after grandparents? Do they take on our names? Does it become a junior?
0: Um, I'm continually shocked sometimes when there's the couples who go, like, a couple days before they can come up with a name. Like, you've had time. Yeah. doesn't get
1: sprung on you. Well, I remember my parents saying that I was Christopher uh, up until the moment I was born, and then they thought I didn't look like a Christopher, so they went with
0: Craig. Oh. I guess I look more like a Craig. (laughs) Why, were Christophers handsome and... (laughs) He <laughs> couldn't possibly name this thing a, a, a Christopher and ruin that.
1: No, and it, you know it would have flowed better too. Christopher Venn, see, right? Have, that Craig Venn, the short first and the last, mm. is uh, it's always bothered me in therapy over it. Okay, see, because you got the Michael, you can add the whole thing, the right. Michael Luck, yeah, or it can just be Mike Luck, which again is
0: is short. Yeah, yeah, it's not a not a good yeller. Like no, you need, no. you need the extra syllables when you're really pissed off at someone. That's right. Yeah. When you throw in the middle name, and my middle name is Roberts. You can get the Craig Robert Venn. And of
1: course this is why I dropped the Venn when I first got on the air and I was Craig Roberts and I thought I was great <laughs> and I absolutely sucked. <laughs> and I still suck, many would say. Anyhow, when it's, uh, when you're naming your baby, the most popular name for girls is still Olivia. Number one in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one. Okay, has been in the top ten for twenty years. Olivia.
0: Has it really? Yeah. Well, I'd be. I, I think it was probably very popular down in the like forties and fifties too, right? One of those names that disappeared and came back. Yeah, I
1: guess you know because it it sounds nice. It's not like Betty or some of those really you know old sounding right. names. Olivia still sounds current, right? Emma's number two, Amelia, Sophia, Charlotte, Ava, Isabella, Mia, Luna, and Evelyn. Luna. Evelyn, Luna. Yeah, that was also in the uh, in the cat top dog, names. Yeah. yeah, and Evelyn, although an old name, right? Uh, still in the top ten. Noah, number one for uh, boys. It ends the streak, the four-year streak for Liam. Wow, Noah's now number one yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Liam dropped uh, to two. Oliver is third. Then you got Elijah, Mateo, Lucas, Levi, Leo, Ezra, and Luca.
0: Wow. Still going old school.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. There's a trend for names getting shorter, including nicknames. For uh, example, Elizabeth is now just Ellie. Okay. Uh, Josie is preferred over Josephine. Theo and Leo are more common for the longer terms of Theodore and Leonardo.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And the trend of boys' names ending in EN seems to be fading, so names like Jaden and Raiden and Kaden, they are way down. They used mm. to be popular for a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they had a run.
1: Yeah. I still like uh, the earlier suggestion of a beer and Prosecco. For- a <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. beer van.
1: beer van. Yeah, no. See, it's too too short. That's yeah. Alcohol. (laughs) Then (laughs) Tiffany Haddish found herself in some trouble for the second time. The second time that she has uh, been busted for DUI. Uh Oh, found her at five thirty in the morning on Friday. Maybe she'd been out celebrating Thanksgiving on the Thursday night. Someone called nine one one when they saw a car stopped in the middle of the road and the engine running. The first time this happened to her, it was also 4 a.m., and a neighbor had seen her sleeping in the car. But by the time the cops arrived, she had woken up and driven away. But they found her in another neighborhood. So somebody might uh, have to uh, spend some time at the rehab, I would
0: think. Nice. Uh,
1: Squid Game, the most popular show ever watched on Netflix to date. It's amazing. Really? It uh It aired in 94 countries. Uh, attracted more than 142 million member households and had 1.65 billion viewing hours in its first 4 weeks viewing hours viewing hours and i did some quick math well i didn't i googled it cuz i'm not bright that way right uh, 160 or 1.65 billion hours in years is 188,000 years
0: and that was consumed in four weeks. Yeah, and uh,
1: and I think my TV habits are bad. That's a lot of Squid Game. And
0: Netflix still needs more money from me. Yes, they do because
1: they got the Squid Game, the challenge on Netflix okay. now, and they're being sued, so they need some help.
0: Oh no! It's
1: a reality show where 456 contestants are competing for 4.56 million dollars, and uh, two of them have already lawyered up, suing for onset injuries. They were filming last January in Bedford, England, so it was very cold, and they were filming the outdoor scene, red light, green light. If you watch the show, you know that's when the doll stopped singing, You Gotta Freeze, I guess, and these two literally did. And the game took seven hours for some contestants to compete because footage had to be examined frame by frame to spot who needed to be kicked out. Oh, my. So they get uh, they're, they're suing for hypothermia and nerve damage. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Bradley Cooper wants to do another Hangover movie, believe it or not. He'd love to do Hangover 4. He says he just loved hanging with uh, Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms and Todd Phillips, the guy who directed it. Seems like and it would
0: have been a fun set.
1: Yeah, the first one was so flippin' funny. Yes. I mean, I think I'd rather have my own Hangover than sit through Hangover 4. <laughs> because one was great, two was okay, right. three was not, was not good. Right. So, anyhow, we'll see what happens there. And John Hamm wants to bring his muscles to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, really? I would love to. I've been a fan of Marvel comics and comics in general. Isn't he one of the people considered like the human tripod?
0: Yes. So he could I've be a that. superhero. With that weapon. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's his <laughs> well, secret, secret weapon. Secret power. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> okay. Captain Hung. That's right. It's perfect should write him a a screenplay and send it to him. See what he says. Anyhow, he says he's always been a fan of Marvel Comics ever since he was a kid, and he thinks there's still more stories to tell. And I will say I don't believe we need any more Marvel comic stories. Mm. Enough with that already. And speaking of uh, uh, superhero movies, Paul Rudd's diet when he played played Ant-Man was so restrictive that sparkling water was considered a reward. Wow. Yeah, he didn't give specifics on what, on what his meals consisted of, just that he didn't mind eating boring food over and over and over again because it gave him more energy. He says, I worked out harder and ate better than any other Avenger, but looked the worst of all of them. <laughs> I had to work out all the time, eat perfectly, just to look
0: kind of bad, not even like great. To which every female actor in Hollywood <laughs> says boo-hoo. <laughs>
1: On Saturday night, I took a little theater. Let me tell you this. If you're in Durham, the Oshawa Little Theater, I have been to a few productions there because I have a family member who is involved. And so we go every year. And they did Elf this uh, past uh, weekend. They've been doing it there. Uh, in Oshawa. Elf like the movie. It's like Elf? the movie, they redo it into a I mean it's totally different, but right. it follows the same kind of storyline. But it's just, you know, local, independent people who uh have a an interest in theater. Yeah. And it's quite a you know, for the money you pay, you get quite the show and it's uh just something to consider. They do, I think, three or four different shows a year, so you can look them up, Oshawa Little Little Players. Little, little
0: Theater. Yeah. Good for
1: you. Plus in the intermission, they got wine and beer. Come on! So I was racing out there, first one there. <laughs> my family's dawdling <laughs> along. I'm furious at them. Anyhow, yeah, that was fine. And then Sunday, we—I uh, had to start pulling out all the Christmas stuff. I was right. Gonna say Christmas crap, but Christmas stuff. Gotcha. Uh, we got these big bins in the crawl space, and I realized something about my house. I realized we are this close to being hoarders. We are. We are about two boxes away. From, just in terms of Christmas stuff? No, in, in terms of just crap in general. okay. In my crawl space, it's like shaped like a, a an L, I guess. It goes way down one side and a little bit um, on the other end. Right. And I know for a fact I haven't been down to the uh, farthest end of it in a long time because you can't get to the farthest end of it. <sighs> Yeah. But there's a full drum kit sitting back there. Oh. Like, we just have so much crap. Yeah. And 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 my oldest son and his girlfriend, the amount of, when they lived with us, there's still a ton of that there. David, of course, back and forth from his condo and his travels, still tons of stuff in the basement. With my dad passing in January, a lot of his crap, which I didn't even want to bring back, which cost <laughs> me $600 to <laughs> haul back. And it's going to cost me God knows what to dump it eventually when everybody agrees true they don't want it they all said oh i want that chair i want that lamp <laughs> yeah as they sit in my you can't get into our laundry room for all <laughs> the stuff that's piled up in there
0: right yeah, th- that happens. I mean, uh, this past week and I, I don't think you guys were talking about it, but it was a, a tough week for me. My father passed away yes. uh, quite suddenly last week and and as we go through that the whole process and w- what a crazy process that has been. Um I'll, I'll say this, if you are particular about what you want or or th- like like things that you want done mm-hmm. at your funeral, um Tell somebody about them. Yeah. Like, like down to the music. <laughs> like, sure. If there's songs that you want played in certain moments uh, or, you know, pictures that you enjoyed or, or really like, start putting a, a playlist together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as morbid as it may sound, make it a hell of a lot easier on people that are left behind.
1: Well, in your situation, you know, there's, it, it's never good. Ever, ever, ever. But... You, much like me, we lost our father out of the blue. You mm-hmm. your dad in a, in a lounger, my dad in his bed. And so there's been no discussion. And, and we also have this in common in that my sister passed years ago. So he, both of us are on our own. Except for our mom. Right. Your mom, you know, you still have your mom. Yeah. But even now, so it's just the two of you making all these decisions. It's not like you even have a, a sibling to turn to and go, no, you know, let's figure this out together.
0: Well, you know? And, you know, that, that is what hit me first really is because, you know, I was very close with my, with my parents and, you know, and, and my dad and I saw him the morning of and, and was there. Asking advice, and I, and that's you know part. Do I need it necessarily? No, but it was partly just the process. And I know he loved to research things, and uh, that was that was his brain and how right. it worked, and and uh, I loved to look up things and, and research. And I'd give him tasks to do along right. those lines but uh, you know a lot of um, most of the major major decisions in my life I consulted my father's yeah. advice on and so you know that would have been one of those things <laughs> well, <laughs> I would have asked his advice on
1: let me put out this offer for you Lucky you can now turn to me oh, for all Lord. advice look at what i <laughs> My life, dad, look where you left me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You come to me, son. I'll teach you some things first. But I mean, we talk about the accumulation of stuff, yeah, and 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 a lot lot of stuff right away. It's like, oh man, you know, do we want to get rid of some of this stuff? Mm. What are we keeping? What are we doing? And you know, and it's just, it's been a very awkward. A mm-hmm. uh, few moments in in some of that stuff too, where you're like, oh man, what do I need? Do I need a new razor and toothbrush? No, but yeah,
1: at some point, I mean, you could look. I don't know, uh, you know they a whole life in that house, right? They were yes. there forever, so I mean, you might want to like say if he had a a, a tool bench with a lot of stuff, maybe right. you take that or you <laughs> you know <laughs> give it away. But over time, you slowly get slowly get rid of things because yeah, there will come a day, and hopefully not in the too uh,
0: near future, where you know, your mom goes, and now you're stuck with oh, all of this stuff. Lord. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, can't imagine. But, yeah, there's things like, like he had a whole woodworking shop. Yeah. And I was watching, you know, you get down the, the YouTube or the Facebook Reels thing, and you see some guy doing woodworking, and you're like, hey, maybe I can take that up. <laughs> <laughs> some of Dad's old crap. Like, I don't even know how to turn it off. No. You'll just lose <laughs> a finger is what you'll do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, uh, he was, uh, I mean, I only knew him through you and, uh, I- yeah, he uh, hated you. Oh, I know, from day right. one. I know. I felt it. Even there when we went up to say our little piece at his <laughs> coffin, I think he looked at me. Yeah, no, he was not a fan of Craigie. But, uh, your mom, oh, she's so great and, and, uh, you know, she came running up to me to say hi and we had a nice little chat and I felt terrible because First of all, you know, this is the widow. She's just lost her husband. She should be – people should be going to her right. and showing their respect. But that's, well, I guess, just how your mom operates. But that's she's so very awkward kind.
0: too, right? Like, you, you really don't know when we had a visitation. It, it, it just – you know, I didn't want to just stand beside mm. and, and him and and, like, do that kind of line, receiving line thing. And then – as it started, things just started the poor people were pouring in and it yeah. you could feel <laughs> the line forming. you're trying to chat with someone you haven't seen in so long and and thank them and and, uh, and, and right away you can kind of feel someone else is grabbing you on the other side. It, it was a whirlwind, and you go through a, a whole whirlwind of, the, of emotions as well, and I know they haven't all hit. No. At this point either, and, and, you know, you have moments where you're just, you know, utterly sad and things remind you these, all these little reminders mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, jump you right back into it. And it's, you know, don't want this to be just a, uh, a negative conversation, but you learn, you learn so much, mm-hmm. uh, really. And, and, you know, they they say there's like almost like a hundred decisions that have to be made, uh, when someone passes. It's true. Yeah. Like it, and it starts within minutes of, you know what funeral home are you going to use, and, and, and you're like, oh my goodness, the the panic that ensues is you start to realize the gravity of all of this, Uh and then you know, and then those decisions just keep coming and coming and coming, and you've got people you know pouring out to with the uh, you know uh, their their wishes and condolences, and how can we help, and you really. Well, you want to delegate some things, mm-hmm. you know, hey, do you want to put a slideshow together? It's, it's not easy to do. That's right. All the time. And a lot of it is personal decisions that have to be made. And, oh my, it, it really is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you find, you know, like, I think I've learned some of my faults in the fact that, you know, when I respond to things in, in this nature, usually when someone passes, I'm, I'm big on inappropriate humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and a lot of people are. It masks our, our actual emotions, sure. right? But, you know, as a casket's being lowered, maybe that's not the best time to be cracking jokes. No. And, you know, we're all surprised about how far down it goes. But, you know, when you hear laughing, it can be upsetting for those who oh, are sure. uh, going through that minute.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, the whole world of funerals has changed so much. When I uh, first started dating Maria, I would, uh, you know, certainly I don't have a big family, so we, we didn't really have many funerals that I remember, and even them were very low key and not a whole lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, show. There was, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, anyhow, so when I started going with Maria to funerals, and it would be so somber, it would be so sad. And he, Okay, there's one thing if somebody in their, you know, teen years dies, of course, it's horrific. But, you know, as we age, we all go, and uh, there's got to be some sort of appreciation of a life well led. and right. You know, but I, I remember, like, her grandmother screaming. Screaming, holy murder! Uh, when her husband died, that he and she was doing all this in Italian, but it would just come out in fits of wails. I, she'd give me a heart attack. She'd be screaming so loud, and then I found out she's screaming at him, "How can you leave me? I got these kids to raise." The kids were already in their forties, fifties, right. and sixties. Yeah, you know. And then there's the other extreme where it's a bit too much of a party atmosphere. Like you gotta yes. find that blend. You
0: know? Yeah, well, and 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 you know that's what happened. There was some laughter, and and in our culture and west. And it, it usually is a bit of a celebration mm-hmm. of life uh, more than it is a somber wake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's usually laughter and gathering and, and food. And, oh, my goodness, was there ever food? And, and, you know, you get that. But you learn that, you know, I didn't know that, you know, funeral homes, basically, when you see it from the other side, you don't know that they have a room that's basically a showroom. That right, right. You have to go in and pick and coffin. and pick out all of the things, and the you know, it's not that a, that an upsell was happening necessarily, but there's a sticker shock. Oh yeah, that comes right away. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 part of the process and part of the business too. Oh, no, for sure.
1: Well, just remember, son, you come to me. Oh I'll Lord. Tell you we'll start with <laughs> dad. I'll teach you how babies are born. <laughs> It's time for Teddy Reader, Theodore, the godfather of the grill for Wild Fork in Whitby. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig.
2: Good morning, Lucky.
0: Ted, how are you?
2: I can't complain. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's the holiday season. It's uh, the joint barbecue. We're, we're busy with, uh, with lots of holiday catering and having some fun. Cool. We're still open Fridays and Saturdays. And so, you know, things are good. Things are good.
1: Um, I was uh, I was looking online, just thinking about things to talk to you about, and as I was doing that, I remember the old saying, Nobody wants to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> Ted, why is it that we don't want to know? And what goes into the process of making the sausage? Don't is, it ask.
2: Not, is it that horrific? No, it's not that bad. Okay. It's not that bad. I mean there's 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 lots of things that you see in social media and, and, uh, and what they showcase. And, and in the past things might have been a little bit different, but uh, in, in certain marketplaces, uh, there's nothing better than a good sausage or a good hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, sausages, <clears throat> you know if you go to your local butcher, they're using um, they're using trim and and primal cuts put together and they're grinding them. Usually in-house, right? They bring it in, they they break it down, they take their leftover trim, they season it, they grind it, they they put it all together and they make their sausages. Hot dogs, um, pretty, you know, hot dogs are done more on an industrial level. Okay. And so the the meat is, uh, you know, because it's a, I won't call it a down and dirty, but they're a price point item. Okay?
1: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so you're not getting, like, prime rib in your hot dog. You, you know, you can buy a Wagyu hot dog, and a Wagyu meat uh, hot dog is made from Wagyu beef, but it's still made from trim. Yes. In in certain uh, cultures, they like to put offal in there, things like snout and ear and and meats from the head, but it's nose to tail. They mm. take whatever trim is from the entire animal. And it gets grind uh, ground, and they grind it down into a very fall, fine emulsification.
1: Okay,
2: and that's really what it is. Um, yeah, you know, you say, "Oh, there's plastic in hot dogs, and there's bugs in hot dogs." And well, in Canada, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency is pretty stringent on on their uh, meat processing, and there are rules that have to be followed. And companies uh, don't want problems, and they don't need to have uh, recalls. And so they they do the best job that they can do. Um, It's not the top-quality meat. Right. They Mm -hmm. use things, if you read the label, and it says uh, mechanically deboned meat. That means it's a machine, debones the machine. Yeah. Or if you see mechanically separated meat, that's like where they take all the carcasses of chicken, for example, and they run them through this machine that separates that separates the meat that's left on the carcass from the bone and the bone goes one way and the meat goes the other way and they use that meat in the process of making a hot dog I think- and that's why it says made with uh, chicken and or turkey and or pork and or beef <laughs> Okay. I think a
0: lot of times, Ted, people kind of step on a false pedestal when it comes to these sorts of things. They say, oh, I've never touched a hot dog. Mm-hmm. But then there's all sorts of processed foods that they still eat.
2: Right. And, okay, bologna and a hot dog, they're pretty much the same process other than the fact that they're two different sizes. Right. Okay. So if you don't like what your, your mind says is a hot dog is, think of it as a bologna stick. And, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. The, that was the the my nickname is, in high school. If you want to know what's in <laughs> <seen> it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Craig Venn, a.k.a. Baloney. That's straight. right. That's right. Um, I had it on the jersey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but the, 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 the bottom line is if you want to know what's in it, um, read the label. And if you're at your butcher, talk to the butcher and say, hey, this is what it is. I know that at Wild Fork you go in and they have a variety of different sausages. Read the label. It's a clean ingredient deck. There's not nasties in there. They've got some beautiful stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's convenient and easy. So reading the label, gives you the information that you need to know. If you want more information, ask the company or call, uh, you know, when you're in your butcher shop, local butcher shop, you know, what did you make that with? What's in it? Right. Now, is it
1: that that difficult then to make uh, your own homemade sausage? I mean, I guess it's tough getting the meat into that skin, but uh, you could buy a a package or two or three of ground sausage, and I guess you could make your own. Is it a fairly easy thing to do?
2: It's a pretty easy thing to do. Um, You know, some uh, kitchen appliances come with meat grinders and sausage stuffing capabilities. Okay. And so you go to your local butcher. That's where you're going to find the casings, and you can get hog casings, or you can get lamb casings, or you can get an artificial casing. And then you, you follow the instructions and Google it. Man, Google is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And making your own fresh sausage, I mean, uh, millions of Italians do it all the time. They yeah. can't be wrong. They got it all
1: hanging in the, uh, <laughs> in the basement. So I've seen it many that's times. It, man. yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> so, it, it's, no, it's, it's, it, it's a process but it's not that difficult to do. All right, very and good. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's kind of like sex. Right. <laughs> Similarly,
0: be very careful when inviting people to come over and see your sausage. <laughs> that's
1: it. <laughs> You'll end up with a bologna Especially stick. Especially if Greg Venn is <laughs> that's you right. That's right. That's right. I, I've been known to show up my sausage <laughs> a, a, a time or two. Uh, all right, if uh, Teddy, of people want to talk to you about their sausage or your sausage or anybody's sausage, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Well, just give me a a shout-out on uh, social media, at Ted Grills, and we can chat. And if you're looking for holiday catering, give me a buzz, Ted at TedReader.com. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. Mm -hmm. 94.9 The Rock.